Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. My name is Jennifer Dixon, and today I'm going to give you a little summary of what you are going to get over the course of the next hmm, two weeks as we cover the chakras. Now, in the last part of 2019, the studio partnered and did a last 90 days challenge. Throughout that challenge, we discussed different aspects that were somewhat related to yoga, but not necessarily asanas. And part of that challenge was we dove into the chakras. Before I released seven different episodes about words or perhaps concepts that were completely foreign to you, I thought it best to do a very brief episode, giving you a brief overview of what the chakras are. Now, chakras, spelled C-H-A-K-R-A-S, sometimes are pronounced chakras. Both of them, they're both right. I mean, it's kind of like Charles and Charles, but for me, chakras make sense. But if you hear it pronounced another way, that's okay too. It's all talking about the subtle energy centers that are located as best that I can explain it along our spinal column. Now, we talk about the seven main chakras in this discussion. However, there are many, many more very, very subtle energy centers that we don't get into in this podcast. Maybe one day? Hmm, I'll have to think about that. So, what we will do is, over the course of seven different episodes, I will share with you discussions that I was able to have with folks from the studio, Merritt Malouf Plum from the Energy Center, as well as Leslie Gwynn, a registered yoga teacher here at Thrive Yoga and Wellness. We talk a little bit about each of those energy centers, the chakras, maybe what their associated colors are, the Sanskrit names, and where they're located. But before we dive into each of those episodes, which are not too terribly long, some of them are about 20 minutes, some of them can get a little more exciting at about 40 or so, I thought I would share a little bit about each chakra. Now, we're going to start from the base. The root chakra is sometimes called the Muladhara chakra. The element associated with this chakra is the earth. So let's kind of think about it. If we were trees, the the roots go down into the earth, right? And so when you're thinking about the Muladhara chakra, the root chakra, you think about the earth. The associated color is red and the location is basically right at your very bottom, right where you're sitting. Could you tell I was hesitating to describe this in a podcast? Too bad you can't see my face because I'm pretty sure you would notice how embarrassed and awkward I was looking because I have uh, apparently the temperament of a 12 or 13 year old little boy as I giggle about it. Now, there are some yoga poses associated with each of these chakras, and for this one, the tree pose, Vrikshasana, is sometimes associated with the root chakra, but we'll dive a little bit more into that in each episode. Now, as we go further up the energy centers, the the next chakra is called the sacral or pelvic chakra. Sometimes this is called the Svadhisthana chakra. And I'm no Sanskrit scholar, so please don't judge me if I'm butchering the Sanskrit pronunciations. 
That is definitely not my intent. The element associated with Svadhisthana is water, and the color is orange. Believe it or not, each of these energy centers actually have foods associated with them as well, and if you're curious to learn a little bit more about those, be sure to tune into the corresponding episodes about this chakra. This is located kind of below your navel, so go ahead and bring your the forefingers by to your navel and go just below that, and that's around about where that energy center is located. Now as we move further up, Oh, I forgot to mention, a pose for this could be basically really and truly any kind of like hip opening, like goddess pose or even the warrior poses because your your legs are nice and open and strong. Now, the next chakra, the third chakra is called the, actually it's not the third, that would be seven, six, this is the fifth chakra, is, no, I was right, it is seven, six, five, so this is the fifth, They, they go, since we're going from the bottom up, oh my gosh, this is the fifth one. It's called the navel chakra and or the manipura or manipura chakra. The color is yellow and the element is fire. So it's it's kind of like this hot and spicy area where you can have a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. It is associated, again, right with your center and sometimes it can be where you sort of kind of get some intuitive thoughts if you will you know like it hit you in the gut a yoga pose associated with this oh it's everybody's favorite boat pose or navasana now as we move further up we're going to come to the heart chakra the anahata anahata is a beautiful chakra its element is air and mm, although you may be thinking the color is red it's actually not it's green This one is such a beautiful and delicate energy center, and you feel it a lot with heart-opening poses, like backbends, anything where your heart and chest are stretching open. Now, as we move further up, we're gonna get to the throat chakra. I'm pretty sure the throat chakra is the one week where neither Merritt or Leslie were available to talk with me. So you guys get to listen to me talk for, I think it was around 15 minutes or so, all about the throat chakra, which is not at all ironic because this is our voice place, right? This is where we we have a voice. In Sanskrit, it's sometimes called the Vishuddha chakra, and the element is ether. The color is blue, my favorite, which again is mm, kind of fitting considering I love to talk. Again, this is a place that is awesomely opened with heart openers, you know, or even a um, a fish pose, something where you're really stretching along the upper part of your chest and across your throat, helping you to feel and be able to express yourself verbally. Some people have a little more trouble with it than I do, but you know, We all have our stuff, right? (laughs) So the next one, as we move up, is called the third eye chakra. If you've come to yoga classes, you may have heard of, you know, gazing at your third eye or palms together at a mudra, which we can talk about at another day at your third eye. That's located kind of just above and in between your eyes. So if you were like cross-eyed looking up, that's kind of at your third eye. The element is light and the color is indigo, so like a little blue purple. And 
this is a really cool thing. Each of these chakras do have sounds associated with them, but the sound that is probably going to be the most recognizable to you is the ohm sound. If you've practiced yoga, then I'm sure you've heard of or seen an ohm symbol. The ohm sound is great and resonates with the third eye chakra. Now here we are all the way up at the top and we are going to talk about the crown chakra, the Sahasrara, Sahasrara, Sahasrara chakra. Oh my gosh, Sanskrit. Now, this is the top of the head, and it kind of is not really on top of the head. It's kind of like just above the head. And often when I'm visualizing the crown chakra, I think about like old Catholic paintings where the Virgin Mary has almost like a halo. It's not going around the top of her head, like around her forehead, but it's like just above the forehead, just above the head. That's kind of at the top. It's kind of where the crown chakra is, energetically speaking. The element is cosmic energy and the color is either violet or white. This is when we're focusing on the enlightenment part of your yoga practice and its sound also is own. So over the course of, I believe it'll be the next two weeks, 14 days, we will tiptoe into, I'm not even going to call it tiptoe, we're going to explore each of these chakras. Every other day, we're going to talk about the chakras starting at the root and moving all the way to the top. In between the chakra conversations, we'll talk a little bit more asanas. We might have a yoga sequence, we might have a pose breakdown, something in between so that it doesn't all have to be so cerebral and heavy. It can be a little more light and physical. Thank you so much for listening in today, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We are so thrilled to have you, and yeah, go ahead and leave us some comments, and let us know if there's something that you want to hear, because I promise you, I'm going to be caught up with the recordings that we have so far, and I'm going to need some inspiration, so I would love to hear from you. Don't forget that you can check us out online at thriveyogaandwellness.com and we are located inside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, but if you are not in Chattanooga and you want to learn a little bit more about yoga or you want to get into a yoga practice, you can check us out at Thrive Online, which is thriveyogaandwellness.com forward slash thrive dash online. Can't wait to listen and talk to you tomorrow. Take care, you guys. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everybody! We hope you're having a great day and enjoying some time with friends and family and hopefully maybe are preparing or have just had a big feast and, and celebration. Yes, I do want to say that this is pre-recorded. We did not come together on Christmas Day to make a video Very for true. you, although we do love you that much. And we love each other enough to be And we love each other enough. But I just wanted to put that out there so people wouldn't think that we were sad, pitiful people <laughs> who had nothing better to do on Christmas Day than make a video. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. This is pre-recorded, but we're super glad to have you, and we hope you have had a great day, and I'm sure that I will be exhausted because... My kids have been talking about this day since Halloween. Yes. And so I'm quite certain that our 7 o'clock rule, they can't get out of bed until 7, will be out the window on Christmas Day. Of course it will. Uh. <laughs> they will be. Adalia, I can just see her now. <laughs> My She's parents used to make us, like, we had a huge living room, and then there were hallways up above it, and our parents' room was on the other side of the house, and they made us walk down the 
hall with our faces to the wall <laughs> to wake him up. We couldn't look down in the living room. Really? To see what Santa Claus had brought us. So we would wake up in the middle of the night to go see what Santa Claus brought us. And we would play a little bit because we weren't sure whose. My mother never had like a strict place where everybody's stockings were. So we weren't sure whose stockings was what. And so then we were not allowed to wake my parents up until 7.30. And then one year, I think it was like 8 or 9. It doesn't matter. I got the bright idea. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) I got all the pots and pans. (laughs) And I gave one to my younger sister. And my older sister by this point had kind of gotten too old to wake up quite that early. So... But Joy and I woke up everybody banging the pots and pans. Yes, a doll can fight, honestly. <laughs> she really, really you does. You're going to pay for your raisin now. <laughs> and so, so that became the new family tradition for quite a while. And so, anyways, it's it's fun, though. It's, it's, yeah, it I, 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 Oh, my God. I bet that was torture as a kid to look at the wall. Yeah. We had to walk down the hall, looking at the wall to get to our parents' room. Oh, my gosh. Did they have a time that you could wake up? You know, I don't remember... I think we did have a time. I would, we would sit, and I know my parents were awake. I know they were awake. We would sit and start out at the doorway, like peeking in, because my dad had a clock on his bedside table. Mm-hmm. And then we would inevitably end up at the foot of their bed, like looking up to see, is it 730, 7.30, And you know that my parents were awake for that, but they had to, you know, like... The line is there. We're not getting it. Yeah, yeah. I remember one year my brother told me, because we all slept in my brother's room Aww. on Christmas Eve. And I remember I was so excited about Christmas. And I remember him saying, you know, if you go to sleep, time disappears. And I was like, what? You know? And he was like, yeah, because you don't remember your sleep. So it's like time disappears. So the faster you get to sleep, the faster you wake up. That was smart. Yeah. And so that was a that was a, an awakening. I think of my third eye chakra. Oh. I think it kind of got that intuitive knowing, that higher level of thinking. Oh, thanks, big brother. And, which is a great segue yes, into today's while, conversation. While we're talking about we're losing our Santa hat. <laughs> while we're talking about the third eye chakra. <laughs> That's awesome. Did that work out? That looks really cool. Because yours is so cute and mine's just kind of like, <laughs> So, yeah, while we're talking about the chakras, we have been exploring the chakras for, oh. has it been 12 weeks? Yes. Yeah. Yep, this is week 13, our very, very last week of the last 90 days challenge where we have been exploring on Wednesdays, Lama Baga, the other side of things like our yoga practice or things that you might come across in this practice and so for the first seven weeks we talked about the chakras Mm -hmm. and then we finished up our conversations about the elements last week talking about the ether element element. so this week we kind of want to do just maybe not like a year in review overview of of our discussions that we've had yeah yeah that have been so much fun and insightful they have they've been i didn't think i'm gonna be honest i didn't think i was going to love this as much as i did when, I, when the idea first came to us with Leslie, thank you, Leslie, I was like, oh, man, really? And then each week, I have loved it even more. Now I'm like, okay, when are we meeting? When are we recording? Yeah. I want to know what you learned, so can we share notes? Yeah, so, because I've been, I mean, this is stuff I've studied for years, but somewhere along the line, you forget all the knowledge, and you just kind of do things automatically, and it's been nice for me to rediscover mm-hmm some of the things that I had forgotten from my earlier trainings and, and learn 
ways that it can, that yoga is incorporated into it because all of these things really are rooted in yoga. I agree. They just we started learning them in the West in other ways because people thought yoga was a cult. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it just seems like in the last 10 years, people have become open to these subtle energies that are in everybody's body. Just like our bodies are physical matter, we also are made up of subtle matter. And that's where the chakras and the elements come in. And we haven't really explored the meridians or the auras, but they're all a part of this network of energy, subtle energy in our body that is very powerful when we work with that. This might be taking us down a rabbit trail, but when you were talking about that, it brought back to mind the ether element and how there's all this space between. And we also talked a little bit about the dimensions, how we live in a multi-dimensional world, you know, like trigonometry is taught on a plane level to two dimensions. And so, you know, some of these subtle energies and, and the meridians and all these other ideas, how do you feel about them all being a part of different dimensions? different dimensions of our beings. We are most certainly multidimensional. And what I find is that when we're working with these subtle energies through yoga or through energy medicine or earth medicine or just our own private practice that we'll find that we're really evolved in one area and that in other areas, not so much. The other thing that I've noticed with clients and with myself is that I will, think I've transcended something or healed something and then as I evolve I have to kind of go through it again on that level Mm -hmm. and so things come up over and over again and the journey is one of healing and growth I agree and that can be taken both physically and on this deeper spiritual level mind body spirit yes we are multi-dimensional beings and where we've studied the chakras and elements in the way of our own personal universe Mm -hmm. and for healing and growth that expands out into our universe and however we are aligned we project that out and that's what shows up in our life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the true yogi knows this Hmm. and works on you know is constantly working on consciousness and growth and the healing of the mind body and spirit Mm -hmm. both within and again radiating that out into the world and into the universe that goes back to what we talked about last week with the being both a part of the spiritual realm and the physical plane where our eyes are not all the way closed but they're not all the way open and it's just being aware of what's going on in both and that's not something that just happens like that it's something that happens with many years of practice, you know. And if you'd have brought this up to me my first year of practice, I'd have been like, man, you guys are crazy. But, and it's not just in yoga and it's just life in general. I think more and more life experiences show you that it, there's just more than right here. Yeah. And that's part of the, of the growth and the journey continuously evolves. And it's, it's such a beautiful journey when you're connected in, to it regardless of what your spirit path is, but when you're connected to it from that spirit place. Um, Because I know early in my training and early on my path, you know, I was very like material, physical, clinical. And as I participated in these trainings and brought it and incorporated these things and these, these philosophies and ideas and practices into my life, not only with yoga, but through other things too, 
that looking back on that journey, I never dreamed where it could take me. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. And again, the journey just continues to unfold. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so cool to share it with people like this. Because we can get in a class and we can do the things. And we can people can come to my meditation class and meditate. Which but, is not tonight, guys. Right, We're taking I will this not week be there and next week off. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, to really explore the ideas and concepts because I believe that as we meditate, as we do yoga, as we get our feet on the earth, and and the, these things like draw us to nature. And so if you're doing yoga, you're naturally going to be more drawn to nature. That's just what I believe. Because when your body's aligned, you just naturally want to do things that are good for you. Yeah, That's why a lot of people who are deep in the yoga practice eat Ayurvedic foods and are drawn to more whole life foods and because their body's aligned and that's what they're naturally drawn to. Mm -hmm. Not only through the practice, but through the, the evolution of consciousness. Yeah, that, that connection, happens. that connection yes. that occurs within the body with a, a long-term consistent practice. Mm -hmm. And the, the more you practice, the idea is the faster that connection will occur. Mm -hmm. But everybody, as long as you're, you know, trying and you're you're seeking it, the questions, that the things that confuse you, you should be excited. I was listening to something the other day about if you find something that confuses you, don't get mad. Get excited about it because it's opportunity to learn mm -hmm. and it's opportunity to grow. And I was like, yes, because that, that can be like, you know, confused. Why can't I get this posture? Confused. I don't understand what that means. Or just it could take so many different ways instead of getting frustrated, take it to be like, an opportunity for growth right and to not only with postures but you know with things the fears that we have and the the things places we feel stuck in our yeah. lives to move more to a place of observing that and you know instead of being angry at it just looking at it from that place of utter neutrality instead of judging it as good or bad and that's when we have the breakthroughs hmm. it's yeah. when we surrender to it and that's, that's deep. And that's what we tried to, at least we hope, was to provide a little bit of information based on our own experiences and how we interpret it about these subtle energies and these, these that would be a good word for it, right? Yeah, the, subtle these, energies is usually how it's explained in the West. So so it, the, the last 12 weeks, it's we're talking about things that, and we're not saying we're experts in any, no. by any shape of the imagination, but it's we're, we're trying to figure out in words what's going on in things that are much deeper than, right. than the human language. Yeah. Whoa, that got heavy. So do you want to kind of do an, uh, an overview of some of the things that we've learned? Yes, I would love to. Do you want okay. to start from the top and go down, or do you want to go from the, the first week and go up? Let's start with the first week and go up, because okay. I kind of made some notes of what we had gone over. So the chakras and elements, like I said, have to do with our personal universe, and when aligned and healthy it allows us to relate better to the outside world in our universe we need the elements to help us sustain life so there's an element related to every chakra which which we went over so we talked about the the mudrahara the root chakra and that one is for stability and support and the element is earth so in our practice what are some of the yoga most yoga classes are going to embody all the seven chakras and we went through one at a time 
But the idea is to balance and align them all. And when they're balanced and aligned, our, our elements are also balanced and aligned. But do you remember any of the yoga practices for the root chakra? Yeah, so to me it was like when you're sitting down and having your body on the ground, mm -hmm. so that could be Shavasana. Yeah. That could be some of the seated forward folds or the seated postures. I love to think about, and this isn't exactly what we talked about, but even in a standing warrior pose, you've got your feet rooted in the ground. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I was, I was actually on a podcast recently. It'll air tomorrow. So I will make sure you watch social media. It'll air tomorrow talking about how um, in the yoga classes they talk about having your roots grow, like your mm -hmm. tree and all that. Yes. And when I first started practicing, and I'm not going to lie to this day, it doesn't really resonate with me, all of that colorful flowery language or whatever. But in essence, you know, every time that you're consciously embodying that, like being grounded, being, then that's kind of the, the muladara to me. Yeah, it is. And earth. I don't think you have to connect with the flowery parts yeah. for it to work. Yeah, I agree. You know, and that's another thing, you know, that, that I wanted to say today that the practices, well, some people are all like, okay, let's awaken, awaken the chakras. But in other practices, it's believed that just by participating, the chakras are going to do what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. It's it's like it's like breathing. You know, you yes. can control it up to a point. You know, um, but it's going to do it on its own. Well, yes. Your heart's going to beat. Well, yes and no with the chakras because your chakras can become out of alignment. Out of alignment when you're trauma. Trauma when you're not. I mean, you need to do some things to keep yourself healthy. You mm. can't just sit on the couch and have everything. Oh, for sure. Things can definitely come so, out of alignment. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why practices like yoga and energy medicine and meditation, meditation, getting out and for the earth, especially getting your feet barefoot on the ground, leaning up against a tree. And if you, if you want to visualize the energies of your body being neutralized by the tree or neutralized by the earth, you can. But it happens whether you visualize yeah. it or not. Yeah, yeah. And some people don't like that kind of cerebral meditation. Some people want to get their feet on the earth and just be quiet in the woods, and that's their meditation, and that's fine. Yeah. Nope, I agree. That's you good. Know. You're right. You are right. So, I can speak right. So I'm really big on the visualization, and I like the meditation and the clearing of the mind that happens when I am very silent. But not everybody gets there that way. My brother gets there by riding his Harley in the in the mountains, you know? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I could see that, too. It's different for anybody. Yeah. Like, what makes you free? What helps you feel connected and whole? Do that. If it's gardening, do that. If you don't want to sit there and chant for an hour, do what gets you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with yeah. you there. And that helps to... Bring the awareness. I think part of it also is like the awareness too. Yes. Right. Once you you know about it, and accept that the possibility of the truth might be there, then that I believe in itself is like the first step to healing. Well, but I absolutely know people who don't prescribe to these practices at all, and they're very balanced and whole. So I mean, everybody gets there in different ways. Interesting. We promote yoga and energy medicine because that's our business mm -hmm. and that's our passion and meditation yes. that's how we have found it but it can definitely come to you in different means right. for sure so and so okay i got off on a square next is sacral. On that, sacral which is connected to water and so and that's three inches below the belly button 
Yes. And it's the second one to form mm -hmm. in the color orange. These are the things that I remember. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk more about the emotional stuff, but you're right. We should talk about that. Joy and a general sense of well-being. And isn't that the one that also has to do when it's out of balance? It can be compulsiveness yes. and, and just not letting go, which is a, a yoga Very principle. depressed. Uh, if it's out of balance, mm -hmm. people are very depressed and they lack creativity in their lives. Mm -hmm. and so, And the element associated with it is water. So any free-flowing water that you can sit beside. I also like to do a meditation in the shower where I'm at. It's, I imagine the water coming in through my chakra system, cleansing it. Oh, beautiful. So the water is very cleansing. Hmm, that's my favorite place to be is by the water, outside yeah. and by the water. My medicine man used to have us go into a river and dunk up and down seven times once for each chakra. Oh, really? To clear our chakras and, and cleanse. It was a cleansing ceremony. Oh, cool. Yeah, so what are some yoga poses for the... Well, for the, the sacral chakra, that was those like the goddess pose, the like yes. hip opening poses. Right. And help get things moving. But those kind of also inter intertwined a little bit, I felt like, with the, the root chakra. Mm -hmm. You're getting me on the spot, well, man. Yeah, they, they do. They all, that's why I'm saying this is a whole network a of a system. Mm -hmm. So we want, you know, when we do things like yoga, we're aligning the whole network. We mm -hmm. haven't talked about meridians or the aura. And we haven't talked about the other chakras. Also clear, too. Yeah, yeah, there's hundreds of chakras in our bodies. I don't know their names, yeah. but I can feel them. The seven, the seven main ones are the ones that we talk about. Right, the seven ones about. that you'll probably hear about the most. Yes. And then after the, the sacral chakra. Yes, is the Manipura. Manipura. Solar that's, plexus. That's kind of where okay. our ego lies. Like, Ooh, it's yellow. It's yellow. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with a sense of well-being, a power and wisdom, and it's a fire element. Mm. So, you know, I mean, I have all the elements going on all the time, but I usually when I'm doing medicine, I have a fire going yep. if I can. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I have a fire going to strengthen that because that's also what they consider the intuitive center. Huh. And, you know, a lot of times when you're doing energy work and you're trying to gain insight on where the body, mind, or soul needs healing, you're holding here. And you can also do that on yourself and hmm. kind of meditate to to gain insight and wisdom. The the yoga poses for that are the twist, right? Mm -hmm. Getting into the belly. Yes, yes the Get, belly. The getting core. into the twist and maybe knees to chest when you're just compressing it and then expanding it. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, about and then Anahata, the heart. The heart chakra. For love, forgiveness, compassion. The color is? Green. Green. Emerald green. I remember that the symbol for it is just beautiful, that all of the different shapes. And all of the symbols are kind of that lotus. Mm -hmm. It's all about opening the lotus. And unfolding it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I love the image of the lotuses spinning. And well, and chakra means spinning will. Mm -hmm. It means will. So that, that part to me resonates a lot because it's, um, I don't know if you ever read, oh, I'm drawing the name of the book. There's, um, it's about the flywheel effect. And just once you get something moving, it's really hard to stop it. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. And that resonates with me because I'm moving all the time. I have mm -hmm. to I have to slow down every now and then, you know, and you help me get there. But <coughs> that's what I love about that, especially here with the heart chakra and around the holidays when we're with our family and friends. And although that can be very stressful and hopefully everybody's having a great time, but like just there's some there's some stress and sadness that comes with the Christmas too for a lot of us mm -hmm. who have lost 
people or had, you know, a lot of shifts and changes. And this year I've really just focused on, you know, the joy. I was telling somebody yesterday, we were talking about the sadness for them at Christmas. And I said, you know, I think about my mom every year. But this year I'm trying to, like when I put out her Christmas decorations, celebrate her instead of just being sad. Yeah. Like, because we had that. And that's beautiful. It's a blessing. And, you know, talking about the ether and the time-space continuum, that's never gone. That's always there. You know, but we get really caught up on the... And I think it's important to be with that. No, I don't want to suggest yeah. that it isn't, but... Totally agree. You know, just to focus on our blessings, too. You know. So Instead if of it's trying sad. to make one better than the other, yeah. be where you are with those things. And a lot of that happens for me in my heart. And so we have the heart openers for that, and it's an air element. So, you know, we ha it wasn't that long ago that we did the air element, and right. it was about using the wind to move things. Oh, beautiful. Or to blow blessings into our lives. For that, that week in meditation, we used wind. And first we allowed the wind to carry away our sadness, carry away that which no longer serves us, and then allow the wind to bring to us the blessings. And it was a really good one. People actually saw things happening. Oh, that was awesome. For that one. And then, of course, we talked about the feathers that we smudge with. To We use the fire for the smoke, but the smoke is moving away things with the wing, with the, the wind, the air. Oh, man. That made me chilly. That got me the chills. I, well, for, for me, because I've, I've been lucky so far, the holidays have always been very happy. Yeah. But I see the folks around us that have had the loss, and I've been I've been alone on Christmas before. You know, when I lived up north, um, there was a couple of Christmases, actually. I didn't get to sell. I've worked Chris, a couple of Christmases, mm -hmm. and there is, even when I li lived home and I had to work on Christmas, it was bad, but it wasn't that bad because I got to go home after, I got to get off, and then I went to be with the family for that, sh after that 12-hour shift, but... I have had some of that and it is really tragic and it's like some of the the hardest hurts yeah. and I feel like green is a great color for that to me because it's it's just green is life in my opinion and so it's the the hurting is there so it's like the green I want it to get even bigger and bigger to cover up or not to cover and, up and to, it is big because I know you've done a lot of things in service like you, the the studio took on a family, and I know that you, of things that you've done to help serve during this time and put love out there during this time. So I think you've got a really strong heart chakra. I'm quite smitten with it. <laughs> we we love it. Then we have the throat chakra, and that's about faith in ourselves, trust in others, Your communicating voice. our truth. Oh, yeah. and that's, a that's big where one. the chanting comes in. And then things like fish pose, where you're on your back, just opening up. Again, a heart opener, too, because your head's back, or reverse tabletop. Again, you're opening up your heart. And that's where, like you were talking about, speaking your truth. And that can be too much. You know, like there's there's even things in um, yoga li literature, and even, you know, even in, in biblical and things, where you, you need to speak your truth, but you need to do it in love. Yes, and also speaking your, like... You reap what you sow. What you put out there comes back. So, oh, that's a hard one. You know, to... speaking your blessings out into the universe instead, instead of, of, I'm broke, I'm sick, you know. Or this is terrible, that person's terrible, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, those, those hateful energies that come from your throat chakra are signs that 
your throat chakra may be weak. And I mean, sometimes you need to vent yeah. and that's okay. But then you also want to shift that around and strengthen it with words of kindness and with chanting. If you don't have anyone you want to talk to about that thing, chanting is very important and Ooh, that's vital. Funny. Yeah. I think that all of the chakras kind of work together. They want to because they're spinning wheels in a, that's right. in a line. And, and so when something clogs up, yes, I feel like at least at this moment in time, it's just like, this heart right here it's when you have so much that you want to say that might not be so great to say this guy right here gets over and it's like maybe let's change that well the heart is the bridge so depending on where you can get in your heart tells whether you know the energy goes up to god or down to you know stay stuck so we want to move up we want everything to be aligned but when we get to our heart we want it to go up so that we're evolving into higher levels of consciousness. And that's higher gonna, vibrations. And higher vibrations. That's going to help our practice. That's going to help us in our lives. Like I said, what we put out there comes back to us. But it all starts in this. But you're right. I mean, all the chakras are important. One's not any more important than the others. And the, we they're want spinning them to be aligned that, and balanced. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and yeah, the spinning helps to move everything up. I went to or down. Yeah, yeah. The I went to when my husband and I first got married. We did premarital counseling, and then the first year or so of marriage. I recommend this to all married people because married marriage is a lot of work. It's a lot of fun, and I love it. I love it. But that first couple of years is hard. And one of the things that our counselor said is like words are. Um, he said words are like toothpaste. Once you get them out, you can't put that toothpaste back in. And so the throat chakra to me is one of those things I have to because. Clearly, my throat chakra is is strong. When one might say, right. I have to. I can be very strong in my. I have to rein it in because those words are like toothpaste. I can't bring them back in once I've said it, and I struggle with that personally sometimes, depending on the day. Mm -hmm. So the heart might be big, but this mouth is bigger. <laughs> well, and, and you know, so much of this has to do with how others perceive you too. Because I know, like when I'm trying to explain something, I can be like. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. And, and very factual and firm in the way I say it because I'm trying to get it out there in a strong way mm -hmm. and people can take it wrong. Yeah, and that, that happens. It sounds like I'm being like a smart aleck, but I'm really just trying to make a point. Yep, yep. And my daughter's actually struggled with that with me some. She thinks I'm, you know, being... I've, I've been the same yeah. way. Yeah, I've, I can be very factual, matter of fact, this is it, this is it. And... My husband, I love him to death. He's a saint, and there's the um, that's that's all I can say is he's a saint. And that's why we're he's still we're still together. So he has we joke. He says that I kept him around because he cries. He's got all the emotions. I'm very like what is it called left brain right brain. Like these are the facts. We have to weigh out the facts. And he's he's helped me to get more in touch with the feelings and maybe not just in touch, but being more okay with it as well. Just. It's, it's all good stuff. I don't know where I was going with that. But he is a saint. Love you, babe. We were talking about our voice. Oh, yeah. And, and he's helped me. He's helped me to see my voice, how how powerful the voice can be, both good and for bad. Right. And so. So the last three chakras, the next one is our third eye chakra, which is a cobalt blue. The last three are all connected to ether. So it's all about, you know, the higher consciousness, the space. And for the third eye chakra, it's about perception, intuition, when it's strong. Our intuitions are strong, and we can kind of see through illusions and be aware. Be, use that awareness for healing and growth. 
instead of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. The ch- the yoga pose is like child's pose when you've got your forehead there mm-hmm. on the mat. Um, <clears throat> what is it? Puppy pose. Sometimes you can you can put your chin there and get a great throat ch- chakra opening, but puppy pose you can also leave your forehead there on the ground to help. I did want to make the point that it's more about balancing the light and dark. It's Mm. not necessarily about being all light. Although the soul is a white light. It's perceived as a white light. And when I'm working on people, when I really feel that spirit connection, I'll see a white light. But white light moves through the chakras too. But we are, there is a duality in the universe. And it's more about balancing that yin-yang energy than, you know, and again, I always go back to the looking at things in their utter neutrality instead of labeling them dark or light, because oh. that's just the reality of the universe. That's that's true. You that's a whole nother video. Not be it, so. not be so so. Uh, what is it connected to the the labels? Yeah, running out of light. What's what's next? And finally, the crown chakra. That's hidden by our beautiful elf hat. Yes, but it goes through. Don't you see it? <laughs> I see it. I hope we have enough light. I, I just was thinking we're going to have to start, we're going to have to turn on the light or yeah. we're going to have to go fast. Okay. We're good right now. We're, we'll go faster. So it's about balance and oneness and your connection to your creator or your your higher self, whatever that is for you, God, creator, the universe. It's different for everybody. I love how these are all the ether elements and maybe I'm still high on ether elements pun intended um but like the it's showing through even though the hat's on the crown chakra is showing through into right. the the space around mm-hmm. us into That's that right. ether and it helps us to be aware yeah and to become one and to have that one foot in both planes so ancient healing practices like yoga and meditation used the chakras and these healing practices to to cleanse themselves physically, mentally, and spiritually. And when you look at the ancient text, you know, that's what these practices are used for. Yep, yep. No, you're very true. My, and they don't focus on, oh, I'm going to get in shape. Yep, you're right. That, they focus you're 100% on, right. Yeah, they focus on wholeness. And so, you know, these principles are about holistic, the whole person, the whole system. And that's why I wanted to mention the meridians and the aura, because they're all a part of that, that, Network that energetic, subtle body network that we have going on. That's not to say that you don't have a physical component to it. Oh yeah, physical matter. Is. We're physical matter and subtle matter. Yeah, yeah. And so, but and the I I'm on some Reddit threads. I'm trying to get on more Reddit threads just so I can see what's being said and then also contribute. And sometimes people get vehemently upset, and I say that with such. Mm, when people talk about the exercise component of yoga and I kind of think that that's very and if I offend you I'm sorry I'm going to offend you very small-minded way You're of looking speak at your truth that's right my throat chakra it's there like it's very short-sighted to to get on to somebody who's new to the practice and is only coming to it from a physical perspective because that's why I came to it well I have to say that as yoga became more popular over the last 10-15 years I kind of had that same thing, but I was also not taking care of myself physically. So it's a whole, again, it's a holistic practice. Yeah. It's about the body and the subtle energies. And we talked about it in one of our videos. I don't remember which one it was, but how, however you get to the practice, celebrate it. 
And so I came to it from a very physical point. And I still, that's what resonates to me, resonates with me the most. However, the longer I practice, because we're going on, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a yoga baby. I'm just 10 years into this practice, right? And the longer we practice, the more I have come to, I love sitting and listening to Manju chanting. Like every time we train together, we spend a two, couple, two and a half hours or so where he chants and then we copy and I almost said copy and paste. That's hilarious. But the first, I'm not kidding you, like the first five years, I'd be like, oh, this, these words sound funny. I can't, there's too many consonants, not enough vowels, you know, things like that. And now I love listening yeah. to it. I, I'm a terrible chanter. I'll just go ahead and be honest with you. Like I, the words, my tongue, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's so much fun to listen to. Right. But the yoga, the physical practice of yoga led you there. Exactly. And there's other people that came to it, like from the pranayama or the meditation or the, mm -hmm. the chanting. And they're moving. They're, they, they recognize the need that, crap, this physical plane freaking hurts. And, and that's how I was. Like, and, I really got, like, instead of staying strong and using the practice to keep my body where it needed to be. I got super spiritual and esoteric and it wasn't balanced. And that's the beauty. That's the whole point of what I brought up is that's right. the beauty of the practice. And when people get upset about it, I'm like, dude, it, it's just the same thing. as kind of like in church, just be excited. The person's in the church, you know, if they're not wearing the right clothes, who cares? He's in church. If, if they're not practicing the way that you think it is, be excited that they're practicing practicing total and you know what if that person keeps on practicing they're going to come to realize the deeper transcend. parts yes that's yes. that growth that's the moving mm. through the the moving through the moving up into those higher vibrations yeah does that beautiful. top us off with crown chakra that gets us yeah. up there that's beautiful <laughs> did i just go way too hard no, I think I think everyone's used to our chasing pearls <laughs> okay. now. You know. But uh, if you're new to this channel, thank you. Make sure that you like and subscribe to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness channel. It's soon to be Thrive Yoga and Wellness podcast as well, hopefully in the new year. It really depends on if I can get my stuff in order in the next week or so. Life's been a little crazy for me. This December and November have been intense. Yeah, they have, and, then, and this week's been really intense yep. for me. And we've talked about what to name our series, and we've had some suggestions come through. We asked for them last week, and Thank some you of guys. them were about pilgrimage or pilgrim and curiosity. Curiosity, and the the one I came up with that I really still like is what was it? Um, Getting in the gap was one of them. That yep. was one I really loved that came through last week. It was something about space. The space in between. The space in between. Yes, because we're talking about yoga and physical practices, but we're also kind of bringing in the deeper meanings, and we're going to be talking about these philosophies of yoga. I'm going to try to creep some of my stuff in. To it as Don't well. keep it in. Just bring it in. Just I did. bring I it have all been. in. I was trying to be nice. Oh no! Just do it. We. I'm open to it. I love yeah. it. So yeah. So we're talking about things that are mystical practices, but the philosophy behind them and the resonance for us. Yeah. My goal is as we get started in the new year, we're going to be talking, like she said, about these. These hard topics, hard to understand, which is another reason why I brought up that thing about curiosity earlier. Because 
I don't understand it when I first read it. And sometimes when, especially when I was much younger, and I see it also in my kids, like working through, like this isn't working or I don't understand it and getting frustrated and quitting. These are things that are newer concepts to me or I haven't understood, so I've just not thought about them. Right. And our goal is to explore them and come up with what we, from our own personal viewpoints and our life experiences, can understand from these deeper philosophies. And we're going to start out with the, the, the stories, if you will, about some of the characters that you might see in a yoga practice or that you might see in a, a studio. And we hope to bring along some friends like we talked about last week. And then we've also, we're also lining up some folks to help us talk about meridians. I've been um, planting that seed in my yoga gangster way with Jess, our acupuncturist, to come in and talk about some meridians with us. And you two can, can have the field. I'll just sit over there on the couch like, because I am not that um, educated. Th- yeah, I know it. a lot about the meridians too, but I think we approach it very differently. Oh, that'll be awesome to have yeah. then. So that's, that's coming in. So our goal is to help make sense of what it is that we're learning. And then hopefully if you've been curious about these things or if you didn't know about these things, you could be like, oh yeah, I've been wondering about that too. And maybe if you've never heard of these things and we bring something up, it makes you ask questions. And our hope is that you will write in the questions so that we can can explore them. We can learn from you and we can all grow together. This is a community and we love our Thrive Tribe. Oh, we do. And And if you're watching this, you're one of us. Yes, you are. Welcome to the Thrive Tribe, Thrive Family. And let us know, like, as you have learned through these things, if there was something that we said about the chakras or the elements over the, oh, that's a really funny thing because I said chakras, you say chakras. It's like Charles and Charles or one of the other, that cheese Y'all, the, the cheese word, that's, that's C-H, but it's not pronounced like cheddar. That's why there's the whole um, argument, oh, that was a total randomness. About I am so confused right now. I'm like, are you talking about chakras or cheese? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that's, that's the other thing. Like, I'd be curious to see what other people say. You know, is What it, is the word? There's a cheese that there's you know there's Charles and cheddar but there's another cheese that's like CH but it's pronounced more like Charles not like chakras you know because you hear chakras and chakras and which one is right <laughs> That one was like way out I'm over there I'm sorry I don't know what she's talking about <laughs> This is why I think we should call it chasing squirrels Chasing squirrels The journey of the squirrels <laughs> I'm sorry it made sense but, it, but the whole point is it's like what what is it that strikes that strikes your curiosity yes. and leave us the note below what is it that makes you have a question and maybe it is the the differences in pronunciation and keep in mind we are not sanskrit scholars so anahata anahata she is way better than i am i can say chakras <laughs> and i'm like and a not go off about cheese she is great at saying san- san- sanskrit i don't know words. about that i don't know i'm like i'm a kindergartner um but yeah so we're just curious to know if there's something if there's a story that you're definitely interested in if there's a figure or a sculpture or a painting that you've seen and you don't know you want to learn about it let us know if Tell there's us, yeah if there's something what is that weird elephant guy you know, and we'll talk about We're going to talk about the weird elephant guy soon. And if there's yeah. something subtle energy, subtle bodies, any of that nature that you're curious about learning, let us know. We are going to be diving into that promptly in the new year. It's always going to be on YouTube for sure. And the goal is to have it also launched onto our podcast, which will hopefully be on Anchor, the Anchor platform. That's who distributes it all to like Apple and all them. Hopefully that'll be starting in the next couple of weeks. And too. I want to do one on the mudras. What do the mudras? Ooh. What do the, they mean? And like the philosophy of those. So 
It, it'll be, we should get Missy in for some mudras because they're different. She explains the it really well. She does. Yeah. And her her mudras are, hi, Missy. And so you've just been formally invited to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness video. And you will be stalked. <laughs> yes, you will. And and what I found was interesting taking her kundalini classes. Her, um, I love that. Oh, it is. And if you haven't tried it, it's on Thursdays at 11. It'll be starting back up in the new year. It, it's an awesome complement to a very physical practice as well as a very meditative practice. Yes. But her mudras are different than the mudras I've been taught. And that's what's been so interesting for me during this journey and, and like rediscovering some of these things that I learned very early in my career. Some of it like has changed through the years and I didn't know. Huh. I can't remember. We talked about it in one of the videos. It, the colors, the colors of the oh, chakras. Oh yeah! And I have old stuff, like from when I first started, and you could. See that was only like five years ago. Yeah. Uh huh. Because <laughs> yeah, because I'm only thirty. She's she wait wait she's thirty and I am twenty eight. Yes yes. <laughs> yeah. Stay. So I got the big birthday coming up. But I just so appreciate everyone being with us. And I want to say that I appreciate you and the space you you hold for our community. And you just kind of let us all be who we are. And you're there to (laughs) try to hurt us. (laughs) My hurting of the kitties. But, you know, I love Thrive Yoga and Wellness. And I love the people there. And I just love you. And I know everyone watching this does too. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I love you guys. I love you and I love all of you guys. It is my honor and privilege to get to do this. I, I get to live my dream every day. And so I'm, I'm so honored that I get to do this and that you're going to do this with me. And I'm going to get all of these people to come on the, the onto camera. I do want to say that David left today because you're coming over. <laughs> he was afraid He's I was running there. from you now. <laughs> He's like, I better go. We'll get him. Yeah. We'll get him. He'll we'll be on him. here. We'll get him to talk about Ganesha. Yeah. Thank you, David. <laughs> yes. And we just hope that everyone out there watching this is having beautiful holidays. And we're looking forward to the journey of 2020 with you. Our new decade. Thank yes. you so much for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel. And leave us some feedback what you want to learn. And you can find out more information about us at thriveyogaandwellness.com. Or join us at the studio. Or... The Energy Center, you can find me on Facebook or the Energy Center, that's energycntr.com. And come and, come and chat come with us. And come and hang out with us. We can't at wait the to table. see you. Soon. That's right. Yeah, we've got like officially, we've got what, another three I slots? put Santa Claus here. Yeah. Oh, that's well, awesome. I mean, we could have, I think this is like a Moroccan. You know, we could have four people, but we'd have to have somebody going around panning us. Maybe we could have a camera up there looking at <coughs> That would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. That would be cool to also have a cameraman. One day. One day. You, we've we've said it now. The, the like the chakras and the energy fields, we are evolving. That's right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. We hope you have a very great Merry Christmas. And we will see you next next week. Next year, yes, it will be this year. We won't do one until the week of the sixth. Oh, so we will see you next year. Y'all go in peace. Namaste.